Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 302. We're so close to episode 400. God, I can just... Oh, you just, gotta, you just, gotta stop that. You insist. Let's just put a kibosh on that right now. I want to hear that for the next 98 episodes. Yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> it's, it, is, it is a little much, but... Uh, yeah. The day we're recording this is actually the same day we put up episode 300, so I want to thank everybody for commenting and liking and everything else on episode 300. Uh, I truly appreciate it here on the B-Movie Breakdown, which is a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment in awesome and awesome bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. And speaking of what the fuck, uh, we got an email from uh, one Damian Smith. Is their name is the person's name? Uh, I won't read his email out loud, so everybody won't email him. Um, but it says, "Hey guys, congrats on 300! I started listening to your podcast because you did an episode of one on one of my favorite movies, FDR, American Badass. Uh, thoroughly enjoy that movie. I own that movie. I think it is now available on Amazon Prime. Um, Nick, you may remember Pool Boy, Drowning Out the Fury." Uh, it's from the same guy who made that movie. Correct. So, uh, and then it says, and continue tuning in every week because your cover selections are that are more off the beaten path. That said, I feel like some of the recent picks are lacking in the what the fuck category. So I went, uh, I want to offer some suggestions. Maybe others, maybe others have suggested them, but I think they deserve more love and attention. And hopefully you find them suitable for episodes. So he suggested a few movies, uh, one of them being the FP, which is a movie we watched for the podcast before. Uh, I do know there's a sequel to the FP that I have on my Amazon Prime watch list that I, I really need to watch. I love the FP. It's basically like a thing like Karate Kid, but instead of karate, they're doing like DDR. Um, sure. And people die okay. during the DDR. It's an incredible well, movie. Yeah, Wait a it's, you could die from it. Okay. Um, but it's a really, really great movie. Uh, highly suggest watching the FP. I need to watch the sequel. But anyways, one of the movies he suggested um, is a little bit easier to find. It's available on YouTube, and it's called The Great Land of Small. And uh, his like little description like won me over instantly with this movie. Um, so he wrote, My mom rented this VHS for a, a cousin's sleepover, and it was instantly legendary in our family. We watched it so much that my mom contacted the video distributor to purchase a copy as a birthday gift. That's strong. I, I love that level of dedication by mom. Yeah, dude, that's uh, like... They, they watched the movie so much, she contacted the video dis- distributor to uh, to get the, a copy of it. So uh, per, in a, in not the next episode, but the episode after that, we are definitely going to watch The Great Land of Small. Uh, so Damien, you can look forward to that. It's available on YouTube, so that's the the easiest uh, easiest one to find. So um, another one he mentioned was called Making Contact, but he said good luck finding it. Uh, it said this one haunted me as a kid because I thought the ventriloquist W. Fletcher looked like my great grandmother. Fun, stupid, <laughs> light horror along the lines of The Gate or Poltergeist. So maybe one day one of these streaming services will have Making Contact and. We can find it, but uh, and then he ended ended it by saying thanks for the hours of of entertainment. So thank you, Damien, for the lovely email there. And, and it's we very nice, Damien. 
definitely be enjoying uh, one of your one of your picks there. Hopefully, it, it does have the that what the fuck factor. Uh, maybe well your done. mom can listen. Maybe his mom can listen to that episode. Maybe uh, since she she also enjoyed the movie so much. So, uh, but anyways, uh, if you want to send us an email, do so at bmbpodcast at gmail.com. That's bmbpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at bmoviebreakdown, especially over there on the gram. Uh, Nick, do you have any plugs that you'd like to share with us? Nope. I'm working on projects over at the schedule stories on the Instagram, so there hasn't been many new art posts going on, but soon there will be more. So follow me, get ready for that, and then that project may, in fact, have something to do with Weird and Feared, which is a podcast you can listen to where you listen to this podcast about monsters, madness, and mayhem if you want to get hyped for Halloween, because October is coming. Oh, man. Fuck. The Halloween's going to be weird this year, huh? The pumpkins are coming. Yeah, right. It'll be weird. People just throwing candy at kids from their porch. Here's some candy. But isn't the problem still touching it? Everybody's yeah. gonna have Purell. It's fine. But yeah, that's that's less of a problem. Well, then you, then people should be able to still go door to door. What's the problem? You are wearing masks. Hopefully, yeah. you're wearing masks. I literally saw like uh, like I don't know, a comedian had put on Instagram today. Like, you're really gonna cancel the Halloween, the one holiday where everybody walks around outside <laughs> with masks on, and yet people can eat outside in the streets like it's nobody's fucking business. Good point. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna shoot candy at kids uh, with a t-shirt cannon like a shoot shot. Shoot candy. Shoot, yeah, that's what I said, didn't I? I said I'm gonna yeah, shoot candy at kids with a t-shirt stutter. cannon. You need to get one of those like little blow darts that you can shoot the marshmallows. I'll shoot like yeah. your rolls at them. Why would you? Oh, yeah, that would then, hurt. Well, let's not let's not send your spit flying across the yard into a kid's pumpkin basket. I'll put a filter on the front. Yeah, is it an N95 filter? filter? Yeah. <laughs> pass through. Yeah, barely. It's okay. It's once tough. again, that's why I'm bringing the t-shirt cannon in. You know, it's true. I'm not transferring see, any. Uh, if you're walking up to somebody's house, you're gonna get it within six feet of somebody. That's where the throwing the candy comes into play. I'll I'll put a target at the end of the driveway and I'll just huck it at him like a fucking yeah. But uh, but but if you're just doing trick or treat and you get the candy real quick and you leave, it's less than like 15 minutes, so you're not in like close contact with anybody. And as long as they're not like, <laughs> you know what? Forget it. I'm just, the, I, I'm just saying, what's the difference if they throw it across the yard or like you just none? Up you're right. There's it. no difference between throwing candy 25 feet away and being yeah. Five that's feet what I'm gonna do. Someone. I'm gonna There's throw no candy difference. at kids right. like I'm trying to defend. Well, my 25 house feet I think is a little bit ridiculous. Why? Fine, I'm Doesn't done matter. talking about it. I'm over it. I don't <laughs> why is it anymore. so ridiculous? You're just throwing candy at kids. They'll love it. I don't even care. It's not even. Why even try? Well, I think them? honestly, I think a better idea uh, to go to go along with your your throwing... idea would be the better idea. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I think it's a, I, I, maybe it's not better, but to build on your idea of throwing candy. Oh yeah, uh, nice retcon. Okay. Go I'm on. not retcon. I'm just saying maybe this is the better way to say it is to build on your your way of throwing candy. You could just do everybody in the neighborhood just drive around in cars like a parade and just whip candy out of cars at people. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Throw it at their front door. Sure. No, What's the kids that? can be on the sidewalks. Why can't the kid? Why can't you stand in your driveway? You can't. You can be everywhere. Your idea is fine. It's oh, the best they, one they, we've they, had. I thought. I thought you. I'm drive not around. saying it's the best one. I'm just saying it's. I, I thought you meant you drive around and throw candy like a drive-by, like you drive by the house and just throw candy at the kids while they're sitting on their porch. 
that's top oh, notch. No, I mean you can stand in your driveway. People are in their cars. What you're is the like, heaviest? You're not within. You're not within the six feet. You're plenty far away. Right I gotta find out what I'm gonna throw like Toblerone bars at kids. <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh, they have plenty of candy at the grocery stores. There's like what about those of it. those it's big ball breakers? So. They're like the size of baseballs. I'm gonna throw those. Oh my there. god! Those Put are that good. in your t-shirt just, cannon. Just just this candy <laughs> apples with the stick in them. Just whip candy apples at children. Uh-huh. Uh, just dude, go to, I'm gonna go put down rock to... candy on the end of it like a uh, like a fragmentation grenade. Oh yes. Or what you do is you just is like you you make you buy the candy apples with the stick, and then you make your own candy apples. Which I mean, people probably don't want to eat homemade candy, but the point is you make it look like a dumbbell. So like it's it's a stick with like a candy <laughs> apple on both sides, and just send that thing oh, flying at yeah, a kid's dude. head. There you go. I just so uh, don't go candy. don't go to Nick or Pat's house on Halloween. That's pretty much the uh, yeah. And, and make sure Corey doesn't do a drive by at you as you're trick or treating because he's gonna attack you from your guy's car. Okay. Basically on <laughs> yeah. Halloween, watch out, kids. We're coming pretty for much, you. If people are parading in their no cars, no one is like coming. My for anyone. If, they, if anybody follows my idea and they're parading in their cars, uh, I'm just gonna sneak up on their cars and just like steal them. Dude, what the fuck? That's even more devious. What are you doing? Chill out. Yeah, we're not. It went from being real funny to just talking about it for way too long. But they do it in parades. They, they throw candy. They do. They do. But it, they don't. Like, I always find that weird because like I've been to those some of those parades before and like it's not you don't always get it like in your hand. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're just like hitting you or hitting the ground and then you're just picking up candy off the street. It's not like yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah, candy should have a wrapper. It's fine. You don't eat the wrappers. You eat the wrappers on your candy. You want if everybody stepped on it. People stepped on it. Well, don't eat the candy that's been stepped on. If you saw it just fall on the ground, you know where it is and you grab it. Yeah, it's going to eat smashed candy. It's free candy, Curry. Chill out. Uh, but and if you're that worried I, about it, spend five bucks and go to the grocery store. Now you have I all think, the candy you want. I think if you want to get the, like the novelty jawbreakers, though, Pat, you might need to go to like a Cracker Barrel or something. I think they don't they have those there. That's the hot like, spot? Cracker Barrel for like the novelty candy, gigantic, absurd. Like they have like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they have like re, they have like Kit Kat bars. It's like this big. They have like stupid like novelty uh, giant size candies there. I feel like imagine being a kid in 2020 and getting smoked in the head with a four foot long Kit Kat bar. Oh my god! <laughs> imagine That's being a, a kid. That's imagine a being a kid in any year getting hit <laughs> head with a four foot long Kit Kat bar. Yeah, but it's imagine way being more, an you adult. Know I'm going to use the Kit Kat bar right. as a bat and then hit that jawbreaker at him with it. I think it might break. Just I'll reinforce it. Get it? it. Get it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quips. Oh, boy, he's a funny guy. <laughs> no, but the idea is you do wear masks on Halloween. The idea is we got to hurt the kids. But if I've learned anything, if I've learned anything, yeah, I don't know. That's not my goal, Pat. That's yours. No, thanks. That's not what but, we're talking no, about? No, it's oh, not, okay. no. But what I will say is, I don't know, by considering how many people choose not to wear masks, I would not, you know, I'm just saying. It'll, there'll probably be more people wearing masks on Halloween than there are normally. Uh, especially uh, on yeah. Saturday, people will be drinking and stuff. Is that the new? Is that the new rule? It's the last Saturday? It just it's falling on Saturday. It's yeah, okay. so this, they it didn't change it because of dummies on the internet that are like whiny little babies. <laughs> I mean, that's just all it is, right? Make it the last Saturday, change the date. I'm gonna sign a petition. Well, especially because like, it doesn't last that long anymore. It's only a couple hours. You know, 
Yeah, I just think, I think like the idea of putting it the last Saturday was more yeah. for adults wanting to party on actual Halloween. Oh, okay. I don't think it was for kids in any sense. But I mean, what you do, what, what, in the forest? What's going on? It is the, where's the birds at? Oh, it's a, it might, there might be a bird clock around somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's like a, you're in a jungle or something. It's loud. Did a, did a Disney loud. princess walk into the room? <laughs> no, not tonight. Not tonight, unfortunately. There might be one more, so there might be another bird sound being made where I'm at now. Hey, I'm Alex, I'm actually broadcasting from outside. You're bar- nice broadcasting and, from the jungle. It's nice and warm. He's in a time zone that's noon right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Me it's and Corey, it's eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm twelve hours. It's six a.m. The birds are chirping. They're coming out. <laughs> That's ready. right. The bird chimed in because it's like, move it along, guys. Move it move along. Move it along. Well, That's we're gonna move it along said. into a, into a world where there definitely was no trick or treating. Uh, I'm sure Halloween probably didn't even exist anymore. I mean, in Halloween's the can- every night, I think. In the 1983 Canadian adult animated musical science fiction fantasy film known as. Rock and rule. It's the best of the worst. B-movie breakdown. 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 The company that did this movie... And Nelvana. Did you recognize the logo at all? It had that like polar bear. Uh, it was pretty recognizable to me when I saw it. So, um, and I, you might re- you might remember it now once I mentioned that they did a plethora of cartoons in the in the 80s. This was like their first venture, though. This movie into the world of animation. Um, so, especially like a feature ish length movie. Um, but they did. Uh, Inspector Gadget. Oh, cool. The guy who the character the guy who played the character of Mock in this movie did the voice for Doctor Claw. Oh, really? Makes, Shit, that makes dude. sense. Makes a whole lot of sense. A lot of the people that did voice work in this movie went on to just do continuous cartoons with this uh, with this company. That's very cool, man. Uh, so uh, they they a lot of their productions were also with Deke Entertainment as well. So Inspector Gadget, they did the Star Wars cartoons back in the 80s, uh, Care Bears, Mad Balls, My Pet Monster, uh, Beetlejuice, Clifford, uh, Babar. She's, uh, I mean, uh, they did American Tale, the, mo- that, the movie, the Fightful uh, American Tale. They did Eek the Cat. They did Cadillac <laughs> Dinosaurs, Tales from the Keeper, yeah, Robocop the series. Wow, it's amazing dude. to see the progress, the progress in their animation from this to that. It's pretty yeah. cool. Free Willy the cartoon. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Get those oh, license, get that, that, the magic school bus. Yeah, the man, get Ventura, that. Get that licensed uh, whale. Oh, dude, little, messing around. Little yeah. Bear. Uh, they went on to do a lot of like younger kid stuff once they hit, got the hit with Little Bear. So it was a lot of like Nick uh, Nick Junior um, cool. stuff after that. But yeah, they just you know kept going on and on and on with. Lots of animation, and even to this day, they still, you know, run as a oh, company. Oh, a company? Cool. Yeah, they still are a company and still are doing a plethora of animation uh, for all. A lot of Canadian TV stuff, but also some still still here uh, in the U.S., some Nickelodeon shows and things like that. So um, HBO as well. They do one with uh, Sesame Workshop called SMA and Roy. 
it's a, a current animated show on HBO. So yeah, they're still they're still pumping out the shows and um, not so much movies necessarily anymore. But they did a lot of movies, Care Bear Mood the movie and um, and stuff like that. So yeah, it was like a huge you know this was like their kind of like first thing, but. They you know. almost did a Doctor Who show. That's wild. Dang. Looks beautiful. That's awesome. What doctor would it have been? Um, the one that wore the trench coat and the scarf and the big hat. Beautiful. I'm not sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh yeah, I see the picture of it. It looks cool. Almost like cool. after scrolling past it, I thought it was like uh where in the world is Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Same vein. <laughs> That works. Yeah, well, I mean, just like the hat, the hat like threw me to that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so they, they they did so much, and it's kind of interesting. We were uh, we were just discussing off air uh, Beetlejuice the cartoon, and this kind of like you know um, flew into into this as well. So yeah, there there are a lot of our childhood was this company, then this is the movie that started it all for them. Oh really? Was, this is the first was, one. Yes, this is the first thing they ever did. Was this. Uh, uh, Canadian adult animated musical science fiction fantasy film. I think for a first movie, the, the animation in this, for the most part, was pretty fucking beautiful. It was really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think it was it good. Was I think I think it was uh, pretty interesting. I like. I mean, it's a it's a nice seventy seven minutes. It's pretty much straight to the point. Yeah, there's not a lot of filler. Uh, the shortest length is, it could have been. <laughs> yeah, which is perfect. Uh, perfect length for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And um. I did wonder, though, did the look of some of the characters in this movie, I wonder if it had any inspiration on a Goofy movie. Because not necessarily Goofy, but the other characters in a, in the Goofy movie and went on to, like, Goof Troop and the other stuff, they look kind of like these characters. Well, uh, are they dogs in this movie? Or are they rats? Dogs, cats, and mice. There's mutants, so whatever. Well, the, the main characters and the bad guys. I think the main characters are supposed to be dogs, but like the snout that they had. Um, okay. I especially thought... Omar, I believe he was supposed to be a dog. Okay, I thought maybe he was going to be a rat. I wasn't sure. I, I also didn't understand. It says that they evolved in like humanoids, but why were there also still dogs, cats, and rats? I mean, why are there still primates around when we're they humans? just they just didn't evolve yet? Maybe they're waiting to to evolve. Me. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not familiar with the uh, history of today's primates, so I'm not sure. Or maybe the maybe the mutant the mutoid mutant gene uh, or mutant like ooze oh, that, or something is all is chim- all gone. There's maybe there's not any more of it. And and orangutans living in the jungles. That was also we're, fun. We're in cities. And I don't know. The same, man. It could be. I don't know. I'm not sure what the. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know the uh, biology of all the animals in this and our animals either. So <laughs> I'm not familiar with right. it at all. That's true. It does say, he, it does say here though that, that the main character. You mean you're not of, a biologist? No, you're not. <laughs> but the main character of Omar and the main character of Angel, they're both supposed to be dogs. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they were rats. So uh, okay, that works. Well, look, did you saw the rat people, the mice, the mice rat people? They look like my, they look like a mouse or a rat. I mean, they didn't look like dogs much either, though. They kind of look more like people than anything. Yeah, but look, but think about, think about Goo, Goofy movie. I'll Other say than that Goofy they and definitely Max, do resemble like, those, and, those and characters. And P- PJ, all the other characters look like these characters. They mo- they like, look the most like PJ because they don't have like 
as pronounced noses. Yeah, like but like PJ's think about the think about a lot of the female characters like PJ's mom, mm-hmm. uh, Roxanne. Yeah, a lot of the female characters look like how the characters in this look. So I was always and those characters weren't around by you know around the time of this movie. The only character would have been Goofy and probably Pete. So um, the I want I, I I couldn't find anything about it, but that's one thing I thought of was like I wonder if the was there was some inspiration from this movie the way the characters looked. To make some of those characters. Do you think this movie was inspired by anime at all? I felt like a lot of the backdrops and stuff seemed anime inspired. Sure. I mean, I can see that. Oh, yeah. I, and, I, and obviously, right, the other inspiration for this movie is heavy metal. Well, yeah. Uh, wasn't. I mean, how many, how many movies like this are inspired by heavy metal? All of them, pretty much. Yeah. You think, think yeah. so? All of them from right. that era. Because they yeah. all exploded from that. My one complaint with the animation is that some scenes were so dark, like even as an artistic choice, were too dark. Like you didn't see. There were some scenes that were just like black. And I don't know if that was a bad render for like from the the original version to a digital version. But some maybe. stuff was just like you couldn't see what was going on. Maybe, maybe it was just me because I watched on my phone. It could have just it could have also been just meant to be creepy. Like it might have been too, it might have been too dark on purpose. Well, the the first time that it's too dark, you can only see certain things like lights and cigarette uh, embers burning and like car lights. But then yeah. there's like two or three other times throughout the movie where you can't see anything at all. It's just like it's just black, and you kind of can see like maybe silhouettes in darkness if that even makes sense, and but yes. barely that even. Other than that, I thought sense. I thought all the animation was pretty beautiful. The 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 motion, it was were they trying to like were they trying to like emulate rotoscoping? I kind of thought. Yeah, that, I thought so. Yeah, that, I thought that. That motion in cartoons was kind of popular back then, with like um, the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit movies yeah. back in the day. It's almost like, like an intentional motion. Yeah, it's capture. almost like an intentional intentional jarring or the way they flow. Yeah, it it wasn't rotoscoping, but it tried to like emulate it, which is kind of weird. You would think rotoscoping might be cheaper and easier. Yeah, um, I don't, well, I don't. I mean, rotoscoping basically gives you a base, gives you a, it gives you like a skeleton to do the animation. I yeah would assume. So maybe they're just experimenting, fucking around. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Don't know. But yeah, visually, this movie was pretty gorgeous. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, and I, one thing I couldn't believe about it. As well, uh, as well as being like this company that made all these amazing cartoons from our childhood, that this was rated PG. What? Really? Wild. There's like a near <laughs> fucking rat sex scene in this. There's a lot uh, of near. Sorry, they're not of, rats. <laughs> there's a lot of like type things. Yeah. You know, scantily clad women. Yeah. Uh, butt cheeks, stuff like that. There's a woman that. Uh, yeah, I was definitely character. surprised to see that this was PG. I, I was like, PG. I wonder how. No, I was yeah, going to mention that they're all cartoons and there was topless cartoon tattoos being made. Yes. Which the, is probably uh, the one of the, the, the more adult. Mermaid. Right. And it's just a, it's just a, like a Sailor Jerry, like old Navy tattoo. Which but if, uh, it was totally topless and they were cartoon oh, yeah. characters. So it wasn't like an animated tattoo on a human being. It was an animated tattoo on an animated character. It's like, well, there's just some titties. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I wrote. I literally wrote down "Titty Mermaid on Rat Dude's Big Ass Head." Yeah, if if he had an abnormally large head, more this more so than the other rat people. 
If I was going to get my first tattoo, or seemingly first tattoo, I would get it on the back of my head. On your bald head. Yeah. <laughs> Where everybody can a, see it. It's not a, a bad idea. And a topless uh, mermaid lady. He, he also had, like, a crazy peg leg, that character. Yes, he did have a crazy peg leg, which he got a sausage stuck on the end of it somehow, and then... Uh, and, and, a crazy, and a crazy hippo-like person ate it. That guy met a fucking horrible demise, you know? He tried to make up for his past mistakes and he got zapped through the like video phone turned into dust and then that hippo hobo ate that sausage off his leg yeah that was weird because in the beginning it only mentioned like rats cats and dogs so i didn't uh, expect to see another animal and then all of a sudden there was that hippo pig like whatever thing that was and it was like a homeless i don't know it was like real creepy and it ate that sausage off the ground it was really weird well that i mean i guess he was kind of wouldn't you imagine? Why would just cats, dogs, and rats evolve and not everybody else? I don't know. I thought it was a weird, a weird thing to mention. Uh, what we're ta- And also what we're talking about, too, in the beginning of this movie, there is like a little uh, prologue here. It says, the war yeah. was over. The only survivors were street animals. Dogs, cats, and rats. See, that's what I mean. The only survivors were street animals. So what was that hippo? What I don't even know. Uh, from them, a new race of mutants evolved. That was a long time ago. Mock, a legendary super rocker, has retired to the o- to Omtown. There, his computers work at deciphering an ancient code, which would unlock a doorway between this world and another dimension. Obsessed with his dark experiment, Mock himself searches for the last crucial component: a very special voice. Yeah, uh, do you that, want to explain that? that voice being what? Well, do you want to explain what he's really trying to do with all that? His end goal. Unleash a demon? Yeah, he wants to unleash his end goal is to take demon to take its power, to utilize its power to, I guess, take over the world? Yeah, I mean, you assume it's global world. domination because why not? Yeah, yeah, global domination. Well, he's is, he was already dominating the globe with his music. Well, I can't yeah, that's why I did I mean, I, I guess it's just... He, but he, he wants powerful. to rule. Yes. Yeah, he wants to rule. There's a difference between winning people over with music. That's happy. He wants to rule and oppress them and be their conquerors because that's what people strive to do in life, evidently, by what I've seen in my current world. <laughs> Regardless my thing, well, of species. Yeah, yeah, he got popular in pop culture, right? And now he wants to be a dictator, well, he, like a ruler. Was like, he was like the so most you, you popular rise person. up in pop culture, and then you take over the world. That's how yeah, it works. He, was, he was like the most popular person it's, on the planet. I'm pretty it's sure. true. See, and the war was over. The, the animals make the same mistakes the humans make. Nobody learns a damn thing. <laughs> no, and you know what? The, they're, they're aware, too, of that last war, I believe. Because Mach makes a reference to World War Three in one of his songs. He does. He's the hottest guy he since World War Three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Great, great song. Mach, dude. The, Mach's my favorite character in this. He's Mach's hard to look. He's hard to look at. He's hard to watch. But he is. He's hard to look at. He is but hard he to also, look at. like, he's evil looking. But he also still looks like a lot of old rock, like guys, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got that. He's got he's that like old, an amalgamation. Sixties, yeah, the sixties, seventies face of like um. You know, uh, Mick Jagger, like Steven um, Tyler. It's like a Steven like a Tyler, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's it's a, a he's a mashup yeah. of them all. He's got the big worm lips they all have, wrinkly skin, got goofy hair, real yeah, thin. Yeah, very 
defined job. At the time, they didn't have that wrinkly of skin. Yeah, but he's an older rocker. 83, they probably were wrinkly. But shit, the Rolling Stones were big since the 50s. Yeah, but even in the 80s, like Mick Jagger didn't look like that. Like he does now. You know what? Those guys were just, uh, they were futurists. They knew what was going to happen to those fucking old. And it's funny, all I keep thinking about, like to reference 80s Mick Jagger, is there's a movie uh, that me and Gina had watched for the podcast a a a long while back called Free Jack. And Mick Jagger's the bad guy in it. Yeah. Also, like, Mick Jagger's only, I mean, he's only, like, he's, I mean, he's old, but he's, like, I mean, he's, it's old for a rock star, I suppose. He's 77. I mean. Yeah, but he also partied since he was fucking. Yeah, and and he's still. And he hasn't stopped. 77. And he's still, still fucking kicking it, dude. I'm pretty sure he has, like, a five-year-old kid. Yes, he does. He has, he has children younger than his grandchildren. So that's yeah, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> he's like Genghis fucking Khan. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's a different lifestyle, you know. You can party hard and might fuck up your body a little bit, but you also can live forever because you have no real worries in the world. <laughs> you, I mean, we put in all that hard work earlier. Now you just you just riding it out, literally. <laughs> riding it out, yeah. just like Mock. Mock was just he was just riding it out. Riding he, it out. He had, but he had bigger aspirations. He he needed to to do more with his life than just be a rocker and live it out. He needed to take over the world. And that song, by the way, you're talking about of Mock, it was called "My Name Is Mock." Yes, great. If you if you couldn't tell by the chorus of the song, "My Name Is Mock," and that was a Lou Reed song. Lou Reed did oh, uh, wrote, that, wrote that wrote that song and did the singing voice for Mock. Oh, Very really? Cool. Awesome. That's super. Cool. And uh, Debbie Harry did the singing voice for Angel. Oh, okay. Very cool. Well, that's her song, right? Is that's is that an original song by her? That most of the songs uh, were like sing? original for this movie. Well, th- I think she wrote it. I'm saying. Oh yeah, but yeah, a lot of the songs were actually like for this movie. And, yeah. And the and then the only songs that were actually ever released like commercially was the um, Earth, Wind, and Fire song, "Dance, Dance, Dance," that was in this. Uh-huh. And then uh, that song that I really, the one I, re- I really enjoyed, um, Born to Raise Hell by Cheap Trick. I really like that song. Too. Yeah. That awesome. And uh, that one was released commercially. Uh, none of the other ones were until later on the um, one of the Iggy Pop songs ended up being like a bonus track on like a re-release of an old album. There's another influence from Mach, Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop had similar similarities. To yeah, I mean, it's a very it's a very similar look of that era. It absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just like it's a coincidence. I would think those guys just had kind of similar. It's features, just right? certain faces just, at the same time. Yeah. yeah, certain faces just come about at certain times. I mean, it's it's a thing that's happened. That's a very like, noticeable one, though. His style was definitely inspired by that era, too. Like, those, well, of course. those guys that were big in that era. Kind of like... Uh, yeah. yeah. It's funny, though, that you like Mock so much, but, like, he, uh, while he obviously was, like, a, an evil guy take, trying to take over the world, he was awful to his henchmen. Yeah, he's terrible. Oh, yeah, he's he a bad guy. Asshole. He's a total asshole, yeah. Yeah. He sucks. But, and speaking of his henchmen, the, uh, I don't know if I remember their names. One was Sam. One was, like, the Zip. Skater Boys. Skater, they they were on the roller skates. What the fuck was that clown show? That guy, Uncle Mikey. Oh, Uncle Mikey. Yeah, fuck that creepy show. Dude, that was so fucked up. Yes, dude. But 
Okay, first of all, Uncle Mikey was creepy and weird looking. Like, there was a weird goblin character, and then a cow? What was the other character? Was it it was like, what's good and what's evil? But <laughs> Uncle it was like Mikey. The guy was like chasing that cow, and it was like, Uncle Mikey! Whoa. I don't yeah. even know. It was such a weird little. And it was only like a two minute scene, but it was so fucked up. And that guy loved Uncle Mikey so Zip. much. Zip was the character that liked Mikey. Yeah, he was watching it. And that. Uncle Mikey essentially led to the the savior of the rest of the world because Zip Zip fucking learned from Uncle Mikey, even though that show was really creepy as hell. It was a lot. It was just the animation style was, which was cool, was like way different than the animation style of the rest of the movie. Uh, <laughs> you know what it reminded me of? Salad fingers. I don't know why. It's not. It's an, yeah, it's kind I of could the same see that. Vein. But yeah, it gave me salad finger vibes. I think it was just that goofy green goblin dude. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what was going on. It was good like good lessons, really creepy. Like uh, yeah, good, good. Which one's good and which one's evil? What's and it was yeah, it was so bizarre. It was like I was like, what the? F-? I mean, I said what the fuck quite a few times in this movie because the whole movie yes. is just like when they're tripping and they're just like losing their minds and they're there's like a lot of drug use. Oh, that's another thing. There's a lot of drug use in this movie for PG. What the fuck? Yeah. He's doing cocaine. Some it's sort of weird time. holographic oh. LSD. He's and, yeah. and, and when he, uh, when they try to sneak into the town, he says that his name is, yes, I gotta find yes. it here. I have it. Oh shit. Uh. Let me say it. Oh, here it is. Chief Inspector Quaalude. Yes, Chief Inspector Quaalude. And he's being questioned by, like, that John Wayne uh, military personnel. Yeah. He's like, can't yeah. come into town. There's no power. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, but Chief Inspector Quaalude. I was like, Jesus. They're not, like, not even being subtle about it anymore. No, not at all. I don't think they, they were not subtle in any part of this movie. I feel like I in the beginning, so. I didn't really get the drug vibe until, like, they went on Mock's ship, and then it was like, oh, here we go. Like, this is this is what's going on. Like, you know, we're just getting all trippy, fucked up, and, you know, Well, I think even, even, like, video games, like, visual entertainment seemed to be hand-in-hand hand with drugs in this. Even, like, that video game he was playing seemed to be, like, interacting with him in some way. What was that character's name, the skinny... Uh, goofball in the in the band um there were shit what were their names i didn't write their names down for some no, reason the main the main the main dude was omar omar was yeah. an asshole he sucked he sucked throughout the entire movie well he was dude. i mean he's but that song he's, that he had he's just jealous he and, yeah. was awesome. his song was awesome yeah his song was super dizzy awesome. and stretch those were the other guys so dizzy was the skinny guy i'm gonna imagine right I yeah, stretch, stretch was the shorter guy. I'd imagine just yep. ironic, but yeah, Dizzy, Dizzy was like, I think I'm pretty sure he was kind of getting, or maybe he was just a goofball. I thought he was kind of getting fucked up off that game. It kind of seemed like it. Yeah, and then they had that little hologram balls that got him really high. Then their brains got turned into goo at some point later. That's not good. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of rough. goo. There was like so there was that scene in the nightclub that we'll get to because that's also pretty fucked up. Yes. Uh, but well, before Angel and then that big giant girl, what was her name? Did Cinderella. Cindy. Cindy or Cinderella. Something like that. So like they um. Well, they call her they both go, Cindy and Cinderella. They, they go about they about about to go into that nightclub and they're in that hallway and there's like the doorman for the club. Yes. 
And he's like fighting some like green goo guy or no, something. No, it's mutants. They're killing mutants. Racism is alive and well uh, in, makes in the animal new age, dude. But he was a mutant. Yeah. Weird, no, right? No, she, and she was making comments about how wherever there's mutants, there's trouble. <laughs> oh, maybe it's like another level mutant? of mutant, though, because look, no, he's yeah, like a hippo-like yeah. guy. Yeah. He was like not a rat person, a dog no. person. Or a cat person, but I didn't. Even, they I don't really remember seeing any cat people. Uh, Maybe in the nightclub scene, the there might have been a couple cat, cat people. Was the tattoo artist a, a cat person? Yes, Maybe. I think she was. She might have been. Um, yeah, some people were just mutants. There was the girl that portrayed Angel and then tricked. Um, oh yeah, she was like a bald freak-looking weirdo thing. Yeah, she was a mutant. Um, there was the two guys in the club, and I think that was kind of it. Yeah, and when he killed that one mutant, he like turned into green slime and like melted away. And, like, fell away, yeah. That was creepy. <laughs> but yeah, but then, and then when they go in, trouble, when they go into that nightclub though, that scene was really fucked up because you got uh, well, it was an anti-grav club, which made it even more fucked up. <laughs> and then you, but you had Dizzy and Stretch looking for a girl with that tattoo. They're looking for Cindy, basically. Yeah, they're just but they're like, like basically just groping all these women, like looking under good. their clothes, <laughs> looking, <laughs> yeah, looking down their, looking down their like cleavage and like looking up their skirts, and because they're trying to find this tattoo on one of these girls, the one girl just openly flashes them, and yeah. like loses his mind because he's just like, whoa. And well, I, I think but, there was a couple people that are pretty open. Sexually, there was the one guy wearing the banana skirt, and he's pulling the banana and trying to feed it to him. <laughs> yeah, oh this was God. like this was a no holds barred uh, anti grav bar. Yeah, it was. That was definitely a uh, like the whole that whole scene was just like I couldn't. I was like really like whoa, this would never fly now with no. these like care these guys just like groping all these women trying to find a tattoo. At the end of the uh, scene was th- kind of like disorienting too because they were trying to emulate like a strobe light feeling and it just kind of – it worked but it kind of didn't. But it just like – it made you feel uneasy. It was tough. Yeah. But that was a great scene still. And, and the – multiple times like you said they were on drugs in this movie and then the, for a long while though Omar and Ugh. Dizzy and Stretch are all, all fucked up. Yes. How do they – they're like totally different people. He takes them out of that like orb because Angel's like, take them out. Oh, that's what it was here in that giant pink To orb, save yeah. their lives or whatever. So like he turns them into these like goody two shoe like yeah. super nice characters super and nice, they then like, they create positive hippie weirdos. Yeah, they're they create a band called Omar and the Daycares. Yeah, they're kind of like the Partridge Family or the Brady Bunch. They're strange. And yeah, and then, very strange. Very. How weird. do they how do they bounce out of that? I forget. They kind of like they they come back to it. Is it because oh they get electrocuted? Yeah. So it's when she's singing the song and they get yeah, electrocuted. Mock is trying to uh, get the demon to come out and uh, the power surge that he needs. And he had to tie Angel up to that like device and in put her in like a, a overly yeah. sexy, basically like slave Leia, but it was like slave Angel costume. I think yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking more of like uh, the sacrifice to King Kong. It was more yeah, like that to, yeah, that's that. You nailed that. That's what that. Yeah, was. Yeah, I did kind of. Yeah, I did. Or did remind me of that. She yeah, was that's chained a good up and then like, in like loincloth made clothes, just hanging yeah, off of her shoulders up and waist. And, yeah, an, an older style, just dress cloth thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, major cleavage showing, butt showing. 
That's why, again, like this, even the scene like that is just like this movie is rated PG. Like PG it's was a different. different time, dude. It was 1983, yeah, dude. Kids weren't such wussies back then. <laughs> yeah, that's totally. They could handle a little cartoon cleavage and terrifying, scary demon thing. Which I, I feel like the terrifying, scary demon thing. That kind of stuff still happens in kids' movies, even in Disney movies. Uh, this, I don't know. This thing looked intense. more of them than I do. This thing definitely did look. Oh, that pretty demon intense. Pretty terrifying, yeah. I mean, that was on par with like a Doom character, dude. It was crazy. He was a Doom character, and he was like shifting and turning into different things. Yeah. Just all up. blood, muscle, and bones, and whatever he wants to look like, he does. Which still okay. Mock is like the greatest rock and roll of all time. Why does he possess this information to create an interdimensional machine a great to question. transport a demon to his world? Why? Where did that a, where did that information a, come from? It's a great question. And I think like any sci-fi movie, not that this well, I mean, yeah, this will count, but like just how, how frequently he talks to his computer, like that just happens nowadays and we take it for granted. I mean, I always think about that when I'm watching Star Trek. All these things were like used to talk to the computer shows his talk to the computer and it was perceived as something that was just ridiculous or so right, far in yeah. the future. No, nah, it's just something like, of course, yeah, I could talk to this iPad. I'm listening to something. Hey, Siri. Oh, Skype shut her down. She's quiet. That's fair. <laughs> Take that, Siri. <laughs> She's knowing your place right now. She's not going to interfere. She's probably mad that I insulted her. She couldn't respond. I'm, uh, I'm looking at pictures right now. Debbie Harry was definitely Angel is supposed to look like Debbie Harry, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, it's interesting that we're talking about the way that demon looked. There was ten different types of special effects that were used to animate the demon. Oh, really? It makes sense. He was all over the place. Yeah, he was all it did look like a bunch of different like styles and everything like mashed together. Mm-hmm. Um it's also it's like there's so much trivia behind this movie and it's such for this short movie that is like not even like well that well known. It's not it's like over two hundred newly graduated animators worked on this film. And a lot of these animators went on to do, like, big things. Awesome. And, and it's, yeah, it's wild. And, Nick, remember remember uh, in the Star Wars Holiday Special, there's an animated section. There is. The Boba Fett section? Yes. And that was done by this company, the same company who did this movie. It's a, it's a very cool, I mean, it's a very cool <laughs> retro. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the look of the time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is very, very wild. Also, they wanted to get either David Bowie, Tim Curry, Michael Jackson, Mick Jagger, or Sting to do the role of Mock, but they couldn't afford them. He reminded me of Tim Curry a lot. Oh, yeah. like off the cuff. Right right when I saw him, I just thought Tim Curry. But it it kind of worked out for them that they didn't get somebody like that because the guy ended up being like the great voice actor that worked for them for like decades yeah he did yeah, a great worked job. out for him awesome. yeah worked out for him for sure <laughs> yeah worked out for, well for him and them i think too like they ended up, you know they got somebody to to you know be like a bad guy in a lot of their shows and stuff and maybe that relationship wouldn't have wouldn't have been there had they uh correct had they not found this guy but yeah it was pretty uh yeah it worked out for everybody i'm not sure if this was like a really original idea but mox blimp how awesome was that thing it like rose out of his palace and then he flew away in it. It that was, was great, dude. It that was, was very awesome. intense. And was was the blimp like release supposed to represent a crucifix? Or am I wrong on that? It kind of seemed like like it released in a crucifix like uh, shape. Yeah, kinda. 
But yeah, that thing that thing was cool. This this movie was I thought was filled with like a lot of ideas that maybe were ahead of its time, or maybe I don't know, maybe just because for like North American animation, I feel like North American animation like around this time took a couple leaps forward, and then between like the late '80s, early '90s, for a lot of stuff, it took a couple steps back. Like the one outlier, I would say Batman the Animated Series. You know, or like uh, I think the styles, yeah, the styles started to experiment more. Yeah, but look at the way like Disney made all their films in like that that time period. They they all look look way more polished, and it was definitely a, a different. It was a style of that era. Yeah, but so even they developed Disney, like a whole I think brand was like an outlier even. Yeah, they, but they developed their whole all, their own whole brand new style in the late '80s and early '90s. I just feel like a lot of those animation companies like they were forced to go a safe route you know like transformers and gi joe they just like they try to do the safe thing you know they didn't try and do anything original well i mean that that look i mean that look in itself was <laughs> was unique to like uh transformers gi joe i'm only saying that i'm only saying that right now because visionaries nobody can here. see this right now and nick is playing with a fucking transformer <laughs> yeah man <laughs> but they should but no, that those, by now. The, those guys they definitely i mean gi joe definitely looks beautiful fucking transformer does a gem i never really watched but but it's the this, same style as this though it's all like that same yeah, like yeah. inspiration from movies like this and uh and heavy metal and stuff like that i feel like kind of all you know gave influence to all of, all of those things you're mentioning yeah. um it's interesting though that a lot of for a while a lot of people thought like most of the master elements for this movie were destroyed in a fire Scary, but, that. They, but they weren't. It was like it was, there was a disclaimer on like a DVD that came out like said they said master elements for the CBC version of this were destroyed in a fire, which led to persistent rumors that the soundtrack and recordings and the major uh, the majority of production materials were also reduced to ashes. But there's no evidence to suggest the studio ever endured a fire. Weird marketing. <laughs> what a weird marketing. Re- reverse marketing. <laughs> It's like you're. You should be lucky you have this. That's how it's been destroyed. What? Um, which is funny. That's that's like uh, the fate of a lot of um, like classics. It is. Yeah. I mean, things get put in vaults that just or vaults, warehouses that aren't maintained, and things. That's what happened for a while because they never. Nobody expected anybody to care about these things. And then looking back. Oh like, yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah, it does. It does happen with like with with the you know, like animation cells and things like that. Even props for movies, um, up until a certain point, you know, they kind of just were all over the place. And now Disney like pretty much has like a whole thing, well, specifically for their stuff. But like they have like a whole place now where they keep everything like in like nice condition and keep up with it and everything. But for a long time. Things were just being sold and things like that, and or destroyed. Uh, yeah, yeah. There and there's that show on Disney Plus, Prop Culture, where that guy goes around and like finds a lot of that stuff, and it's it's pretty wild to see like how like it just kind of scattered over time, mm-hmm. and they didn't really think anybody cared about it necessarily. Yeah, well, they didn't at the time, but then it's just I think it's a communication thing, you know, like stuff that's exploded in popularity now because the awareness that it is popular on a global scale has become uh, more prevalent, you know, like Star Trek, Star Trek, old Star Trek stuff from back in the day was kind of like destroyed and thrown away. Oh Yeah. 
And then Everything. later they yeah. tried to recover it and they found different pieces in certain warehouses. Like it's become like history. It's become memorabilia and they put it in museums and stuff. Imagine if they wouldn't have like, but this is how sets work when they rip down the entire, like any, any like set, any, any enterprise bridge, any steep space nine space station, mm-hmm. like any, this you just tear it down. Cause they got to use the set for the next show. It's done. Yeah. But like nowadays, fuck, they'd find some fucking park to put that shit and then pay people to see it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, pay I'm... charge people, not pay people. People would pay to see it. Oh, that'd be sweet. I got paid ten dollars an hour to go look at some Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, I sat in the captain's chair for eight hours. <laughs> I got paid twenty five bucks. I got Worth to look it. at Worf's bar for eight hours a day. It was sweet. I made a hundred dollars. Yeah, I was hanging out in Cisco's. I was hanging out in ops, <laughs> messing with messing with whatever the fucks in ops. You know what? It wouldn't even matter as long as I'm getting paid and enjoying myself. I do. Yeah, I mean, I'd let somebody. Fuck them, I'd yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'd pay to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, yeah, they pay you to be there. Like, yeah, I'm going to pay to go there yeah. next. I'm going to pay to come tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's. They don't have any parks like that, do they? Star Trek parks? Uh, no. They would the have, only, like, exhibitions the only Star and Trek stuff. stuff but I those... ever remember seeing was. Back in when we were growing up, I went to King's Island, which was at one point owned by Paramount, and they go. had a Star Trek like I don't it That's wasn't necessarily cool. a roller coaster, but they had like a Star Trek like exhibit and like a Star Trek something. There. Yeah, because that's I just I would just would love something on the level of like I would love to walk into Deep Space Nine. Oh, that'd be or good. tour the Enterprise if it was like a uh, like an over like one of the like, if Deep Space Nine was like a, uh, a um, what would it be like a part of Epcot at Disney? That'd yeah, be I mean, that's, awesome. yeah, that would be exactly it. But like, yeah, yeah, something as involved as all the Star Wars stuff they have, but Star Trek. Yeah, there was that Star Trek thing in Vegas for a while. There was. And that's what I was thinking about. That's what I was talking about. It was like Bur- the Star Trek briefly. experience or something, yeah. but I don't think it exists anymore. No, no. which I mean. CBS All Access seems to be the home for Star Trek, so maybe maybe we're just going to have a new age of Star Trek eventually. Maybe we're on the cusp of something, because they keep wanting to make shows. Eventually, oh, one's yeah. going to really set people off in a good way. The only, the only like big thing I can think of is like actual fans who have created like recreations of decks and starships and stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff's very cool. Yeah. But also um, ruined relationships. So <laughs> I mean, what's <laughs> that aspect too? Come on, if she ain't gonna hang out with you as you're building the Enterprise D bridge, well, then you don't want to hang out with her anyways. If you turn your entire home into the Enterprise, maybe it's a problem. <laughs> maybe I mean, get a second day. home. <laughs> um, charge the people. Can't, they can't afford people. a second home because they spend all their money turning it in the well, Enterprise. When you when you charge other nerds to visit your house and pretend they're Captain Picard, you can afford. You'll be able to. Make some bank. There you go. I Your neighbors money. might we'll get upset. Why, yeah. is it, why is everybody in our neighborhood? Oh, the Jeffersons turned their house into the bridge of the original Enterprise. Great. Oh, man. George Jefferson cool. turned his house into the Enterprise. George, George, George Jefferson. <laughs> I just picked the name. George I, Jefferson. I just picked the name, too. That's all I said. His name is George. What's that going to do with a very specific Jefferson? <laughs> yeah, it was a very, it was a very specific Jefferson. It was Paul a, Jefferson. George Jefferson was a closet Trekkie. Nobody knew that. Yeah, and he built the bridge of an Enterprise. I'm not even sure when that show debuted, so it might have been, it might not correlate. 
I think it correlates. Yeah, I think the Not, original Star Trek would have been on by the time Jeffersons were on. I mean, it would have been. Yes. So I think that they could have. They yep, went. It was Star okay. Trek it works. Yep, uh, but but you can go on YouTube actually and look up a, a video of Star Trek: The Next Generation on ice that was at a King's Dominion theme park, also Paramount uh, owned at the time, that was uh, ran from '93 to '94. That sounds beautiful. That sounds can you like a imagine beautiful thing. Captain so, sounds like something Spock that maybe maybe Facebook. maybe they'll do a segment on that on uh, Defunct Land one time. Star Trek: Next Generation. Ooh, that that's an episode I would actually watch of that show. No, still wouldn't watch it. <laughs> no, still you still lost out. No, I'd be like, nah, I'll read a blog about it. There you go. Read a blog about it. But yeah, uh actually there's a picture I found uh, from King's Island where they had like an enterprise like thing and you could like stand underneath it and take your picture. And I oh, do yeah. have a picture of myself somewhere in my parents' house of me standing under that exact same one. Son of oh, you, a better, bitch. you better find it. So I'll have to i I'll have to find it. And uh I remember they had like the Wayne's World car there and like you could look at like the uh, they had like the the idol from Indiana Jones and stuff. I don't know, it's pretty watch. cool. The yeah, movie props. props. It was like yeah, props. There was like Planet watch. Hollywood mixed throughout the park. There's like little yeah. props and stuff you could look look at. That's where a lot of those props went, right? Planet Hollywood. And now they all shut down with the exception of like two. Um, it was still out there. But uh, but yeah, so rock and roll. Uh, I thought it ruled. I thought it was pretty sweet. Yes, it was awesome. It was a sweet. Uh, I thought it was a, a pretty gem, cool movie. Opinion. There's definitely a lot of people online that really really like this movie. This most one person says this movie was a large influence on me and it impacted. It, it, this movie impacted me in life, changing ways. It influenced me so greatly that my goal after college was to be an animation director. Perfect. This is simply the best. That's all I can say. The animation is full. The jokes are funny. The story is great. It's a mixture of my two great loves, animation and music. Movie's a real toss-up, though. I've found you either love it or hate it. But everyone who's seen it loves it. Well, that's not... What? Yeah, what? <laughs> either love it, either love you it or hate it. love it or you hate it, but everybody loves it. <laughs> it's just a shame that it's so hard to come by. Uh, apparently, though, this was a uh, uh, quite the hit on HBO. Uh, that makes sense. As well. In the 80s, it just would play on HBO all the time. A lot of reviews I saw where people say that they came across this movie uh, on HBO. Yeah. That's cool. So a lot of people say this said this was eye-opening for them as a child. So I don't know. That... In like an animation aspect or like? I don't know. It just, a lot of them like just a say philosophical way? As, a, as a kid. So <laughs> like they base their life around this movie and it's uh, licensed? Yeah, I don't know what kind of eye-opening experiences they had, like sexually or like drug-wise. <laughs> or, wow. Uh, Maybe on like the basis of good and evil and like the lessons that Zip learned. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's, there's only Uncle there's only Mikey taught me a lot from this movie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's only one uh, one out of ten review for this movie. Who's this jerk? And it's the, the the title just says awful. This is one of the worst animated films I've ever seen. The only redeeming qualities are well done set design slash backgrounds and a few songs that are tolerable. The mouth flaps don't match the voices. The plot is weak. The humor is very lame. And I really could have enjoyed my life much better without seeing the dog girls under underwear 40 times. Anyway, don't believe the fanboys on this one. It's garbage. I watched the movie before checking out the IMDb page and I made the comment to my friend who watched it with me. Are there people who actually like this? Today I checked it on IMDb and was floored to see it had a 7 out of 10. 
people. That means you're saying it's only marginally worse the Cider Man, which is 7 out of 10, 7.4 out of 10. I'm wondering if they meant Spider-Man because it's spelled S-I-D-E-R-M-A-N. Cider Man. What? what? He meant to say he clearly fucked up a okay. few things in that sentence. Yeah, because it's, it's only marginally oh, worse. I, th- I thought what you said Man. was part of the actual review. My bad. Oh. I was like, this guy went uh, to the trouble of writing that and didn't bother to look it up. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been <laughs> That was my guess. <laughs> oh my god, I wish that was true. Uh, and you're saying you're only you're also saying it's better than the Patriot, and it apparently is far superior than conspiracy theory. It's really what year quite was this? Yeah, two thousand five. Make there you go. That makes sense. Like, uh, this guy just based it off like recent movies he saw. Yes. How many how many other movies are rated within that range? And Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> right, right. And this person also hated this movie so much, it is literally the only review they've ever put on IMDb. You know what? In general, no offense to anybody that's ever written a review of a oh, movie. Geez. If you write a review for a movie in IMDb or any other thing, I honestly feel like you have some sort of... <laughs> Like weird social disconnection or uh, <laughs> some sort of problem with society. I've I've never read or heard a review that didn't seem like really socially disconnected. <laughs> I mean, so what's the what's the difference between <laughs> writing a review and talking about a movie for an hour? Is my question. Right. right. Good point. But. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I, I don't, I don't know anybody. I that still reads, stand by what you're saying. Is my I don't. <laughs> I would think it's way more. Yeah, there you go. I don't. I think it's way more of a popular thing to listen to shows like this that give reviews. I mean, would you even call this a review? If we just talk, it's just a discussion about a silly. Movie. No, you're right. I mean, it's um, the, the IMDb review is a very specific paragraph snapshot. In time. Okay. The the number one <laughs> the number one uh like people that read these reviews are people that do podcasts like this. Honestly, that's true. That's true. I, I've never yeah. gone out of my way to read a review. Never. Uh, not on IMDb. Spider-Man I don't give a shit. Do any of that no. Stuff. no, I mean, yeah, think about Spider-Man. Look See at the the reviews we find. Granted, I do find some like really absurd ones, but sometimes there's only yes. like, for, I mean, for some movies, there's only like crazies. It's yes, like it's only crazy people. It's only crazy. And, people and that, ha- right. <laughs> Reviews and, 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 and Nick has mentioned this last, I even think maybe last week or the week before, where we're talking about how there's like reviews where people only watch like part of the movie, and then they complain yes, a lot of those. about there's like a whole bunch they complain of those about movies. like later on in the movie, but they didn't <laughs> see later on in the movie. Yeah. Okay, watch the beginning of the film, and you'll have at least eight of these nine questions answered. Well, why did this happen? Well, it was explained to you in the twenty minutes you didn't watch. Here's here's my biggest thing. There is a large discrepancy between reviews reviews that are written on here that you can tell the person has a grasp on reality and those who do not. <laughs> there is like I mean, you can read a review and be yeah, like, oh, this is a normal person. And then you can true. read ninety percent of the other reviews and like, oh, this person is not normal. This yeah, person has been outside in a very long time. Right. Yeah. And also it doesn't take it doesn't take um I mean, you do, all you need is the internet and a keyboard. You can go to fucking town. 
with these reviews. Yeah, I can do that right now. Give me give me a random movie that you don't tell anybody about, and I'm going to write a fucking review about it and then do it in the future. And then maybe you'll pick out my review. And I'll, I will write it in the style of what I feel is like the common uh, movie review on Amazon or IMDb. Uh, G.I. Yeah. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Okay, I'll do that because I know I've never <laughs> seen the movie. And then do it, do it for like episode 450 or something. Episode 450? Right. I don't know. So, so we can disassociate ourselves from this conversation. Okay. Well, I mean, I, just, I just give point. it two, give it two weeks, and I'll forget we had it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as much as we, you know, we enjoyed the the rock and roll, uh, I I don't think you'll forget next week's movie either, because uh, next week, uh, you know, I like to do this especially for Nick's benefit. He likes to like dive into movies that I like obsessed with as a child. No, uh, no, I don't. Little, I don't like the point. Gems. You- you give them to me and tell me how much they affected you. And I'm like, well, this is explaining lots of things as usual. I should have been keeping my own list of all the times you said that about certain things. Cause we can paint a pretty accurate picture of you by these. Well, here's a, here's another one. It's from 1994. I watched this movie over and over again on HBO and, and uh, even I recorded it eventually on a VHS tape and just watched the shit out of this movie. Michael Bay's Armageddon. Michael Bay's Armageddon is the it movie came out later than 1994. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, and honestly, Mighty I didn't even Giants. realize that's a movie. What? I was gonna guess the Mighty Giants. The Mighty Giants. Yes, that's yeah, a film. with Rick Moranis. Oh, it's called Little Giants. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's called Little Giants. I was like, the Whatever. Mighty Giants? Like, what are we talking? I thought you were combining, like, the Mighty Mighty Boston's and they might be giants into one band. We're going to talk about ska music now? Right. <laughs> uh, but actually, we're I didn't realize that this, movie, that this movie was directed by Adam Rifkin, who did Detroit Rock City and wrote uh, a number of movies, Small Soldiers and uh, Mouse Hunt, to name, to name a few other movies that he wrote. But anyways... I didn't realize this movie was actually directed by Adam Rifkin, um, so new to me. But uh, this movie is from 1994, stars Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson. Uh-oh. It's called The Chase. So we're, we're bringing back Christy Swanson yet again on another episode of the podcast here. And uh, so this one is 1994, The Chase, Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson, uh, Henry Rollins. Uh, t- there's tons of people in this movie. There's it's just exciting. Those- uh, well, no, like, there's a lot of character actor type people, but you'll recognize a lot of people. But yeah, Henry, the top three build people, Charlie Sheen, Christy Swanson, and Henry Rollins. It's a cool combo. It's a cool combo. So it's a escaped convict Jack Hammond takes a woman hostage and sets off for, Mexi- oh. for the Mexican border with the police hot on his tail. This is a movie I've always wanted to watch, honestly. I always see uh, the uh, poster for it, I guess, or the box art. It's cool. Also, Henry Rollins, badass. <laughs> badass. <clears throat> I agree. Well, I thought I just thought there was more. To, I thought maybe there's more to it. Like, where you where do you normally see the box art? Did the video store you're hanging out at? Or? No, I yeah. <laughs> Jackass. There's a, there's a yeah. secret Bob Bardash I've been going to. It's kind of like a uh, a speakeasy, and uh, it is I've a been movies in there. It was ran by that guy who ran the one in in, in town. Hey, good luck. Don't, don't be talking about that guy. He's a good guy. He's. Pretty creepy. Um, I always right. thought it was real nice. nice. I always thought it was real nice. He, he, he also hated Pat's. He also hated Pat's family. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I don't he know what's generous to my family because we 
Uh, he also ran up an outrageous so late fees. Yes, he had a cu- I was cut off from renting movies from there multiple times because my late fees were way too high. Just return the movies, man. No, no, no. Oh, that He's was part pretty of pretty much it, the reason that that place went out of business because because the astronomical late fees. People just wanted to rent these movies so badly. Pat was just oh. boarding them at his house. That place went out of business because people didn't uh, honor the guy when Family Video came around. I still rented movies from him, but nobody else did. Yeah, they just. I can't believe honor him was it like a unspoken bond that people were yeah, supposed to like only so, rent movies from him. But, it's but, a locally but, owned business. You should give yeah, him support. And. And then it um well then eventually it changed names to this individual's names video, yeah. and it was I mean it was still such a great archive you could get lost in there it was amazing yeah you could it was it should have been a library one of, one of Corey and I's uh, greatest expeditions was trying to rent a certain movie from there for months on end maybe almost a year do you remember that Corey yeah the best movie ever well I don't know about that what is that what would that be we tried to rent Leprechaun in the Hood from there forever, <laughs> like seven, eight months. It was people, gone all the time. People oh kept God. renting it. Every time <laughs> we went there, people kept renting it. And then it was literally like it was nearly a year until we could finally rent this goddamn movie. And we would it really ask him, like, exist. dude, where is it? And he's like, somebody's got it. <laughs> It's like it does exist, though, I promise. Yeah, uh, it exists. Uh, it was there. Also, when I said greatest movie, when I – when I said greatest movie ever, I thought you meant a different movie because there's another movie we also rented from there that I feel like, for some reason, it took us a while to rent was Garbage Pail Kids. We had rented uh, from there. Well, you know about my feelings of Garbage Pail Kids, so maybe I did not remember the struggle to rent it because ugh, if if there was one movie that could kill people, it's Garbage Pail Kids. Oh my god, dude, that movie made me. Literally feels sick. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can't wait till it's available on uh, Netflix or Prime so we can watch it for the podcast. Dude, I will not. I will not watch it. I, I have never it. had an interest I in re- seeing this film. So then, me and Pat will just both not watch it. Dude, it. Dude, it's it, fantastic. It's like, they go. They go to the home for the ugly, and then there's just people that are like too tall, and it's Abraham Lincoln, like too jolly, and Santa Claus dude, is in jail. You're making and, me sad right now. You're you're bumming me out. This movie is like on the same level as like a biological weapon. It oh is horrible. Oh, jeez, it's not it, that bad. It's dude, bad, it is, not that bad. So are you saying we we should have just air air dropped VHS players and garbage pail kids over to the in like the Al Qaeda training camps and they would just end no. it themselves? You know what we should have done? We should have just what fucking held a mass nuclear uh, destruction after the release of this movie. That's how bad it is. We should well, just, well, like, that's not... That well, doesn't... Everybody just because a movie came we out? Sh- we should have <laughs> watched this movie. The <laughs> president should have watched the movie and said, you know what? It's over. And then he just would have pressed that big red mushroom uh, button and then it dropped all the bombs. And you know what? We would have been better off. Oh my god! No, it's we, not true at all. That... That movie was the beginning of the downfall of society. You know, you, you know what? You know what? I think we could have done is if, we all, if, ever, if, if they ship copies of this movie, and the last company to put it out on Blu-ray was uh, Shout Factory. So if Shout Factory re-releases the Blu-ray, ships it out to everybody's homes, I think it'll cure uh, COVID nineteen. 
On Metacritic, it has a 1%. It's fair. It could have cured this could cure this could this could no. kill the kill a disease. This, this, this was could the kill co- a this virus. Was the cause of COVID. That bat watched this movie and he got sick and then he gave it to all those poor Chinese people and then this it spread across the sick. planet. <laughs> that's that's what happened when he watched this fucking movie. Ugh. He contracted Nick, a virus. Nick, you don't even know this. This movie, I don't. This movie instantaneously gave me depression. That's how bad it is. Yeah, dude. It oh my god! Is on a whole nother level, it's. Uh, I can't believe you haven't watched this yet. This fucking bastard. No, this one that runs this goddamn show. Who, I can't believe he hasn't made other people watch it. He knows. I was gonna say horrible. the only person he who would get the only reason why this would get involved into my life because no, everybody else I know in my life would not suggest this film, but Corey would. No, no, Corey would because he would, and I would not. He, he likes to hurt well, people. Listen, listen to this review from IMDb. It, it's from 2019. Best I've ever seen. Totally amazing. It really touched my heart. I can't believe I missed out on this for decades. Made my soul weep. Dude. Yeah, I, I feel... Whoever I feel wrote s- that, I'm going to dox them. I don't know how to dox people. I'm going to find out how, and I'm going to find you. What's his you name? Mean, What's his username? You, did, you didn't read the deep sarcasm? That's all sarcasm, in my opinion. No, That's he's the going safe down. Way to it. He's, he's not going, going down. down. That doesn't, what does that do to you? Just don't. This isn't how you should react to things. No, I'm trying to help with the spread of hate that he's uh, propagating. Help with the spread of hate. There's so, mean there's so the many. There's hate? so many 10 out of 10 Help reviews. There's actually only <laughs> there's 16 10 out of 10 reviews. Ah, these bastards. How can you hate this movie? Oh, let me tell you the ways. <laughs> Don't worry. One one day we'll get to it, and we'll we'll remember all ah, the man. joys. I'm came looking from at like this there's movie. a Blu-ray for this goddamn movie. This yeah, is screen shop uh, factory shop factory put it out. Like people wasted their time and got paid for this. If you, uh, I kept movie, meaning I kept no. meaning to buy it on Blu-ray, but then like it ended up going uh they out of print. So I need to wait for them to re to re-release it on Blu-ray again so I could buy it. The multi-format is fifty dollars. So fuck that. Yeah, it's expensive now because it's out of there's not not in print anymore. It's Anyways, not we're not talking about garbage filled kids next week. We're talking about the chase from 1994, a movie that I watched over and over again. Hopefully, it holds up. I have not seen it in a long ass time, so I'm really uh, really interested to see how well the chase. I think I feel like it's a movie that people just forgot about or don't care about or whatever. But I think it's one that maybe maybe, maybe they should a Charlie Sheen vehicle that needs to be uh, well remembered. So. Uh, for B Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. That's Pat. And Nick is playing with his Transformers. That he is. It's happening. It's happening. So come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. <laughs>